This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, good morning. <laughs> so they said you're fat on the internet. Yeah, she liked it a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, that was the first time that I listened to Drake. I was just like, this is pretty good. Be- My friend always says that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all Mexican or yeah. one-size-fits-all Latin. Like, we, call them, we all come in different sizes, shapes, and forms. Like, so... All right, guys, let's get into the podcast, guys. It is Monday, and it is a it was a boring ass day, but it's not Wednesday. It's what's well, Wednesday, and yeah, it's, it's a good ass day for you guys. Yeah, 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 it's Monday for us, Wednesday for us. But let's get into it today. We have a guest, guys. We have a special guest from Fort Worth. A lot of people may have heard him. Some people may have not. But I'd like to introduce you guys to Smooth Vega, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, 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 what up, what up, man? I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm excited to be here. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. I think you're like on episode 507, and I finally got the invite. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for the invite. So thanks <laughs> for the invite, even though it's a late invite. Hey. It's hey, good. Excited to have you on, man. Late. Excited <laughs> to have you on, man. We're like 497 right. episodes too late. Uh, no, nah, but I'm excited to be here, man. I've, obviously, I've known you guys for a long time, and uh, it's, ex- it's exciting for me to kind of just see you jump into this space as a creative you know i do a lot of interviews but this one's a little bit different just because like obviously i've seen you guys grow up so it's pretty dope yeah yeah we've we've known each other oh man 2000 like nine chaos on the right yeah man yeah. way back right when we were in the early stages of rapping so we go all back way yeah, way way you'll look back. them up on youtube man you'll find some raps there <laughs> you might find two or three songs. are we still on youtube yeah, yeah like that's two what i was about to ask are y'all on i don't even know if we're on youtube anymore i leaked over yeah. <laughs> oh it's on there <laughs> there's like three songs but it, i didn't put them on there was our old producer who used to do our music he posted uh he he here one of the artists posted some of the old music on there mm-hmm. so it, it doesn't have like our actual songs as it's featured from other songs yeah because i looked this up one time i couldn't even find the song that i was like i you guess we're not on here no flow. more you can definitely yeah i guess that flow. yeah That's for the only sure one. you can find on there cool but uh yeah no i mean besides knowing you for so so long man you know and, and you're right you know it's been a long time coming but it's great to have you on here i'm excited man um mm-hmm. and you've been just to get people a little bit of who you are like you I want to say rapper, but you're more than a rapper, you know, an artist and definitely, I mean, done a lot for, for Fort Worth artists and, you know, just the, the just com- in general, yeah, the, the community, the community. I, I mean, I don't even know how to identify myself at this point, man. You know, like I think for so long it was like, you know, I wanted to be known as a rapper cause that's obviously how we all started. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all started wanting to get behind the mic and, and, you know, really make an impact. And I think as time evolved, like, you know, jumping into the promoter talent buying space and eventually all the other spaces that I've learned, like I think the goal is always just kind of now to just be viewed as successful, right? But I guess as an entrepreneur would probably be the yeah. the word that I would want to identify with because I mean, like I said, me and me and uh Jesus, we've known each other for a long time. You know, we whenever I was working retail, we work with each other. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, uh like it, it's not like this journey's been glamorous the whole entire time. It wasn't like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm a rapper and now I'm uh, a, a successful mogul. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of years that we put into this, man. So you know, I think that's kind of how I identify myself. But you know, I, I think in the, up to a certain extent, it's up to the public to kind of like make that judgment call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I, I don't know. Like I've been doing so many interviews recently, and it's like every time I like jump into these spaces where I have conversations and I'll talk to people, I'm like. 
like I don't I don't know that I ever really did any of this with that to be the goal. Like I don't I, I, like I just did it. You know, like you just came through. And yeah, like out. I was like I love this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like now you know you got into filmmaking and you know content creation because it's your passion. That's mm-hmm. what you wanted to do. You know, you're like, hey man, I'm gonna start my own production crew. I'm a, I'm gonna film a movie and, and and if the awards come with it then you're like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But that's not like, you didn't do it to be the greatest director of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that happens, shh, you know, that's just you. The plus along the, yeah, on the yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. And so, uh, I mean, obviously, I think everybody can hear, can uh, say that like success is, was very different what we thought success was back then. Like in our eyes, like I'm sure all of us when we were all, Rapping and stuff, success was a my whole space. different. MySpace yeah. plays, yeah, yeah, it was like all about MySpace it, plays. It's a whole different ballpark today when you talk about like the same people back then. Like, what is success then, and not what is success now? And I think that it's like taking us a, a huge different route uh, than what everybody, what you would expect from you know 12, twelve years ago. Because I'm think for me, success would have been like, oh, making a lot of money, making all this money, and just being this artist and stuff. And like now, to, today, success is just. Very different. 100, 100 episodes on TFTI was a huge success. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. You know, and you kind of see how things are different. So, like, what is success now, like, for you? I think it's the same thing for you. You know, when I when I pulled up here, I was like, damn, this is this is fire. Like, I haven't I haven't been to your home. I haven't been to your production space. I, I haven't seen your production setup. And to know that this is something you wanted to do, I look at this as successful, you know, because I think success for me now in 2022 is... It's just fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know. It's just being fulfilled, like being happy. Like, what good is, you know, having all this money and being miserable? I'd rather be broke and be happy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If that's the case, you know, like, I mean, as long as my family's in health and I'm still able to do what I love, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that may mm-hmm. be, right? And I'm fulfilled. I'm happy. Yeah. And you know, so you're right. I think you nailed it. Like you talk about when we were younger, it was like, man, you know, we. We had dreams of being on TV, being on the radio, and then it's like once you start attaining some of those goals, you realize like, man, man there's so much more to this yeah. than this. Like you know now, like financial freedom, and of course, you know, making a living off of what we do is probably one of the most rewarding feelings in the world, mm-hmm. for sure. I would say that that would probably be what I would identify with success, mm-hmm. but it's not all based off monetary because I think if you base it just off money, you, it'll never be enough. Yeah, I, I agree. You'll never have like an end goal. You get the money, and you'll be like, "Well, fuck, what else now?" Yeah, from here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we were crazy though. When we were young, and we were just chasing the dream. We we didn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think a lot of it too was like, we wanted to be the first of our kind because you know there were so many artists that you know we you guys I know you guys looked up to and you guys were younger than me. So whenever I first met you guys, you guys were talking about some of the rappers that were. That were that were coming that were around the city and we're like, man, that guy's dope, that guy's dope. And we were basing it off of skill and some of the guys were basing it off of notoriety. But for the most part, like and those guys will tell you, like, they didn't get to where they wanted to get to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like like it's just like shit, you know. We were kind of chasing this illusion of yeah, of what we thought it was, and then we realized it's like ah, it's not really that, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of artists, I mean, especially in our gen, like are when we were all rapping, I think a lot of artists weren't really being themselves because if you were to tell me to make music today compared to make music back then, like it would be a whole different style because back then I'd make music almost in a sense of like, Oh, what are people going to think? Or like, am I going to go the hardest? Or is this going to be the yeah. hardest fucking song? Instead of being like, what's the song I want to do and I want to make and I enjoy like now my perspective has changed. And I mean, I even, I see lyrical where he's very like, 
picky on the music that he picks and he you know the beats that he's on and that he wants to do because like he feels that way now as, as well I, I would think and i think that it just changed now and i think that's why a lot of artists didn't get to the point where they wanted to be at i think you know locally uh it's because it was all a competitive scene there was never really like an artist scene it wasn't as much of an artist scene i, I yeah i, I mean I, I think there was a lot of things that we could look back on and we can we could kind of go well that could have been mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. but at the end of the day that you know there wasn't really a lot of you know successful references yeah, yeah, yeah and so we were just kind of it was the wild wild west we were all yeah. just jumping out there trying to figure it out and i mean look at the end of the day yeah. we we created some great memories you yeah. know we could oh, look yeah. back on those days you know performing at the Ridgely theater you know at a time where it was you know nobody had done that you know as far as like you know hispanics and mexicans that were in hip-hop so just to be able to to have some moments to be able to say like hey you know what i, I performed in front of a couple hundred people, like mm -hmm. that's still a good feeling, you know. You can still mm -hmm. look back on that and be like, "Hey, I did that." You know, it was something I said I wanted to do and I did it. But you know, to be here in 2022 and, like you said, to get to 100 episodes of your podcast, a lot of creatives don't have that in them. And like you know, we talk about the podcast space now. Like, you know, I I I became really fascinated with the world probably in 2017, mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot of people like hip hop kind of come and go, you know, because it requires so much commitment. It requires so much of yourself and really just wanting to do this yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's it's dope to get to where you guys are at at this point and just got to keep it going you know no, i appreciate it man yeah it's been rough yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not as easy yeah. as just yeah. sitting down and talking and recording it it's like all right so what is it today what is it like there's a lot of conversations Topics. that go into it yeah yeah we've had like our ups and downs of like being structured and then going so let's not get structured and let's free ball it and then say like, oh, let's get back to structure and yeah. Yeah, let's just free ball <laughs> it again so many ups and that didn't work yeah it, 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 it definitely is hard. I would say the hardest thing is is being consistent every week. You know, trying to drop an episode and being on time. Like, even though we're at a hundred and this hundred and four or five episode now, uh, I mean, I still I released two episodes late the lot not this week, but not this last week, but the last two weeks before that. Uh, and so it does get tough, and it does you know trying to get everybody together as well. Whenever we have to switch a different date and stuff, but it's worth it though. I love it. I think this has been like a a super dope journey on. Something that I never thought we would take a podcast, you know, hey, which is wild, man. You know, hey, sometimes the career doesn't choose you. You don't choose the career; it chooses you, right? Or the path that you that you know that you you think you're gonna mm -hmm. take might go in a different direction. But as long as you're open to being someone that's willing to pivot, yeah, you'll be good. You know. Yeah, I I remember hearing about podcasts with, like when in two thousand seven, eight. I went out to you with my brother, and he was like. He was like, yeah, I listened to this podcast. And he was like, I listened to this guy named Joe Rogan. He was like, oh, Joe Rogan, he's from Fear Factor. And I was like, yeah, I, I know him. He was like, he has this podcast. And I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? He's like, we got to go like on his website and you have to download the episode. And we put on I was like, that's too much work. And he's just like, but nah, bro, it's fucking, I promise, bro, like it's worth it. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not giving that a shot. And I look at it like he's like the fucking godfather of fucking uh, podcasting. Podcast. It's fucking wild, bro. I mean, even with me, like, you know, I was already, you know, when I started booking tours and doing shows, Joe Budden was the first guy that I booked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's like, big. And like Joe and me, like I, I did, man, I want to say I did eight shows with him in 18 months across Texas. And from the first show to the final show, I would say that the attendance grew from like, I don't know, maybe 150 tickets. And I thought that was a win when I did the first show because prior to that, he had only done maybe like 60 or 70 shows mm -hmm. in Dallas. 70, 60 or 70 tickets, my bad, in Dallas. So by the time we get to the final show, it was almost triple that number. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, you know, like, of course, he wasn't putting out a lot, a lot of music, but he was putting out music. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he was putting out 
mainstream albums. I think he may have did the last album, The Rage of the Machine. But what I started noticing that the audience that was coming were his podcast fans. Oh. So they were wearing podcast merch. And mm-hmm. that's when I realized, like, what the fuck is like <laughs> yeah. going on here? Like, and I didn't, I didn't understand the world either. Like, I was like really kind of becoming hip to it. And that's actually what made me go, okay, I might be missing something here because yeah, there's, there. there, there, there's people coming in. They're not wearing Joe Budden shirts. They're wearing Joe Budden podcast yeah. t-shirts. And I was like, okay. That's uh, a lot of people. Whenever you say Joe Budden, because I we all know him as a as a rapper and artist. That's how we we grew up on knowing Joe Budden. But a lot of people today only know Joe Budden as a podcaster. And like they're like, oh, the or from uh, is it hip hop? Loving hip hop? No, oh, yeah, loving. Yeah, hip-hop. like he was on that. I well. would say, like, oh, the guy from Loving Hip Hop. I'm like, no, and they're like, yeah, he's on Loving Hip Hop. Like, no, he's not. And it's like, oh shit, Joe Budden's on Loving Hip Hop. So a lot of people would only know him as a podcast, which is crazy because in such a little time to grow such an audience when you've been rapping for. I mean, fuck, 15, 20 years, and then you know, all of a sudden you drop a podcast and almost your fan base immediately just doubles within months, to be honest. It's fucking crazy that a podcast can do something like that. Well, I mean, it's all about being, like I said, being open to being able to pivot and also, you know, being able to reinvent yourself, you know? Like, yeah. I think that, that, I mean, I don't think I would be where I'm at today if I didn't have a little bit of that in me. Like, mm-hmm. be willing to be like, okay, you know what? I could be a promoter. I could play different roles, yeah. you know? So, it's cool. You mm-hmm. know, it's cool to be able to do that. All right, so on... uh. I want to get I want I want to get a little bit uh, I want to derail a little bit and I actually want to get your take on uh, did you listen to the Drake album? Actually, you know what I was listening to today. I was like, oh shit, he's about, <laughs> he's about to talk about Batman. I haven't watched the last yeah, episode of Batman. <laughs> Batman or Drake's coming up right now. Here's the Batman segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good segue uh, on the Batman. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I actually listened to the Drake album. Uh, me and my brother were listening to it mm. today, and you know, obviously, a lot of people are giving the album a hard time. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess you wanted my opinion on the album, right? So I guess my opinion would be, it's not what I would want from a Drake album. Like mm-hmm. me personally, like I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I'm not, I don't really listen to music like that anyways, but I mean, it is, it's, it's not bad music. It's just not a Drake. Yeah. It's not what you're expecting from a Drake album. Like, I mean, honestly, when I was, I was listening to it, I had the volume a little down. I was t- talking to my brother. I was like, on the cool, it kind of sounded like some elevator music, like some cool show music. It's like some elevator music. Like, but I could hear it. Like, yeah. I actually think it's going to catch on, believe it or not. Like, yeah. I mean, plus, I don't think an artist of that magnitude would take that type of risk if they didn't know something that we probably don't know. So yeah. that album might not be meant for the United States. It might be meant for everybody but the United States. So whenever he's selling out shows in Zimbabwe or wherever the fuck he's marketing this album too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're all going to be like, shit, all right, well, Drake, was a, Drake was a genius, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do y'all think? I mean... I want to get you guys... Well, I, th- I mean, yeah, like like you were saying, like, people didn't... People weren't expecting this, like, they didn't know it was going to be a dance album, so... But I think, like you said, it'll, it'll simply catch on. It'll like, give it a few weeks, and the people who didn't like it, I think eventually they'll come around and like it, and... I mean, I thought it was decent. There, it's like the one dance and fucking one dance and um, what's the other songs? Fucking uh, Passion Fruit, Blim, which those are good songs. Do you yeah, know yeah, those songs? Yeah, yeah. It reminded yeah. me of the first album a little bit. This album. The first album. Yeah, his uh, not not is it Think Me Later? No, not Think Me Later. Which one? Yeah, Think Me Later. Was it the first mm. one? His first one, like his first actual album. Okay. It kind of reminded me of that. Really? Yeah, because he had a lot lot more singing stuff going on here. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know why. What do y'all think he put like the very last song? It was like way different from the. I don't know. I didn't even make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even make it to that point. Where'd you stop? Uh, One. I 
<laughs> I forgot what what number was the one that you told me to listen to. Man, that was close to the end. It was, uh, bro, that was like number twelve. Okay, well, I stopped before that and skipped ahead to that one just to hear which one you were suggesting. But yeah, before that, I mean, it just sounded like one Blend. long loop. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was just like I agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, it literally, the album had a specific sound to where it really sounded like one long ass song, mm -hmm. but. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, he has to know something we don't know. Like yeah. this, this might go down like one of those albums that we're, we're like years, years down the line. Like it was, it was a piece, it was a masterpiece. The way that he just <laughs> he made it sound like one long track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. ahead of his the time. First to do it. <laughs> I actually liked it though. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm not a Drake fan. So when everybody when I actually heard that Drake released the album, I didn't even know that. And then I saw memes of people making fun of it, and I was kind of like, now I'm interested because Drake fans don't like this. If Drake fans don't like this, that means there's a good chance I might like it. So then I was like, let me go check it out. And I actually liked it a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, that was the first time that I listened to Drake album was just like, oh, this is pretty good because it and it had to be the reason you guys said it sounded like the whole album was like one full like blend, but in a good way. Like, it felt like a vibe. Like the whole album was just a vibe. Like I was just chilling, like just relax. I was like, man, this is a fuck. Like the first, and I don't say that about like, you, I never say that about Drake. I'll like like a song or sure. two off of his album. I'll be like, oh, this song and this song was good. But other than that, I'm like, eh. But this album, I really actually like. Like I, I gave it a good like eight out of 10, to be honest. Damn, that's pretty high. I went in it with like high hopes and like, because you were like, I like it, so I think you might like. Or yeah. I forgot how you. I, I thought it was it. different. That's why you really so thought I he would like to it. Like completely open minded. I was like, I, okay, maybe I will like this because I don't like his other stuff. But I thought lyrical was gonna be. I already knew he was not gonna a little like bit this. more kind of like. Oh, this isn't as this bad as lyrical. I thought. What the fuck is that? Like? <laughs> I know, right? I just thought he was gonna be like, oh, it's not as bad. Yeah, like, it's, it's just it's not for me. I get yeah. well, like why people would like it. It's the same thing with like a lot of the other rappers. Like I. I get it, but it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not in the club. I'm not listening to club music or anything. I didn't like feel that. like it was club music though. People are like, "Oh, it's for the club," but I'm like, "Was dance music? Dance music? Yeah." yeah. Well, I was like, "This is kind of mm -hmm. dance, but not like, like more of like a chill dance." Like it not... reminds me of like music, like whenever you're at like a. Like at a resort, yeah, a resort. That's what I was. Trying. That's, I almost that's probably what he made it for. Uh, well, at a resort, yeah. and you know, yeah. like there's just music playing in the background that you're not paying attention to. People said it was like H and M and Forever Twenty One music. That's what the type I mean, of music, I which mean, it does yeah. kind I mean, of give yeah, that feel. That's kind of the vibe I got. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like you know, if we ever go on vacation or like. You'll hear it, fucking Jamaica yeah. or something. That's probably what you're gonna. Hear. And you're gonna enjoy it. All right, but, but I'll, I'll say <laughs> so this. I'll say this for me though, like. I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I haven't really like the last album he put out. I wasn't really big on that mm. album either, to be honest. But like I, I can identify that the guy has appeal. He has skill. I, I've heard verses where I'm like, you know, he's he's good. You know, you can't say that he's not a good artist. You know, like he said, it's not necessarily for me. Mm -hmm. But this album in specific is not what I would want to hear from Drake, right? Because the Drake that I like, you know, I like the shot for me the kind of R&B vibe, you know, singy rap shit. And then I also like some of the stuff when he's really rapping. Yeah. You didn't get, you got a little bit more of the singing stuff on here, but it wasn't just like, I just don't know that people were as open-minded because I think they wanted that. Yeah. They wanted that no friends in the industry, that whole like catchy urban rap, yeah. hip hop, you know, urban radio record. This is going to be a radio record probably for stations that we don't listen to. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? that's so, true. I mean, we don't listen to the radio anyways, yeah. but I mean, you know what I'm saying. It'll right? be for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, 
I get it though. I understand like what you mean, like what because I expected that whenever I was like, let me listen to it. I expected to hear exactly that, and I didn't like any of it. So when I didn't hear that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna give yeah. this a chance. And then I, heard, I think I've heard the album like from beginning to end. Like I'm not even gonna lie, like three times. Like really? I really do like the album. Oh, like I like the album. Like and that's, yeah, that's a lot. that is hard for me to say. I'm not a Drake fan, but I really, like, he really yeah, yeah. three <laughs> times, but yeah, he's not a Drake fan. I fucking put it. I don't. Yeah, even, I salute you. I don't man. even put music up here when before the podcast. But today I was like, I gotta put this Drake album. Like we gotta get a little vibe before. Like it was really fucking. Yeah, good, he tried man. to set the vibe with the Drake yeah. album. But I want everybody to get a reminder because I knew lyrical was gonna come in here just being like, "Fuck this shit." And so I was like, "Just hear this song. What about this song?" What was the Kanye album that he kind of stepped outside of the box? Jesus. Was it Yeezus? Yeah, that's my favorite where album. Where it sounded. Yeah, <laughs> that's he, like, my favorite fucking Yeezus. album from, uh, from that's Kanye. Probably, that's kind yeah. of what I would, it would be comparable to, I guess you would mm-hmm. say. Like, it's just like a... Different. A different approach. But I mean, it, like I said, I think as an artist, like someone of Drake's status at this point, you know, his 10-year run, mm-hmm. you know, decade plus... <laughs> Is it is it a bad thing to switch it up from time yeah. to time? He mm-hmm. has to be fresh, otherwise he's gonna be stale. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. we've already yeah. heard this album. It's the same as the last four albums. So if it wasn't Drake and some new artist, they were like, "Hey, you got to check this guy out," I agree and with they you. put that on. How would you feel about it? I think I like it too. I like the vibe. It wasn't because it was Drake to me. Like it wasn't because like I actually like this type of music. Like, just very chill music. Like the fact that it was Drake, what? Because they didn't, Drake didn't approach me. Like the fact that it was Drake dropping album, that didn't get me to be like, let me go listen. I was like, I don't want to listen to this shit. Yeah. It was people saying, this is bad. As a Drake fan, this is terrible. And I was like, oh, I got to listen to this shit now. That's why. And, and then hearing it, I was kind of like, I had no expectation. This is probably going to be garbage still. But no, I, it was just a whole, just vibe. like any artist could have done that same exact thing and I would have liked it. 100%. But do you think if you did hear this, like before you even heard it right now, if you did hear it at a, res- at a resort, would you like feel different about <laughs> it? At a resort. <laughs> like not I mean, hearing it in I this even, setting, like, but at a resort, would, would you be like, like, I got to Shazam this shit. Right, well, like, bad. Said, like, if, no, I wouldn't like go out of my way to find it, but like I wouldn't like mind it. Like, I mean, I've been to like parties or stuff like that and in that environment, like I can sit there and listen to Biggie. I can mm-hmm. sit there and listen to Lil Wayne because it's like loud and it's like, oh, okay, you're feeling different. But if I'm in my car just driving around like i don't want to hear that shit you know like yeah. it's not like yeah. that's yeah, not yeah. what i'm trying to I mean, listen that's kind of how i feel i would say the same way i mean i think too like um resort <laughs> resort yeah. right yeah. i mean I, I don't know man I, I, to your point i i listened to the album based off of the overwhelming twitter feedback of it being the worst album of all time yeah. by drake right they made it seem like it was just fucking nails to chalkboard yeah and it really was it yeah. like, i was like this isn't that <laughs> this is a crazy man yeah i was like i've heard worst albums from far superior artists mm-hmm. that like you know you would like you know Nas has had some bad albums you know what i'm saying yeah. like, there's some very talented lyrical miracle motherfuckers mm-hmm. that have had some bad albums and i would say that this isn't that bad yeah, it's just yeah. not it's just not a it, let's just get it out in the open it is not a rap album mm-hmm. so take that expectation out of the equation and maybe you'll go into it with the with the uh the the sense of maybe like oh this might be all right i, I give it by the end of the week everybody will be like this shit's a banger the mind will change me you know what's gonna fu- here's what's fucked up about it there's gonna be a record on there if it, there's not already one that's gonna go viral on tiktok yeah that's what oh, i was about yeah. to say tiktok could 
yeah. make or break that that's album. Gonna, that's gonna be the wave, and then all the girls are gonna have the captions from the album. And yeah, there's gonna be goes. some new dance or something <laughs> that everybody's gonna be doing with it, and then everybody's gonna love it. <laughs> Look, the album's good, right? You got yeah. And then it's gonna win the fucking Grammy for best rap album of the year, yeah. best yeah. rap and dance album, album. Yeah. Oh, dance album of the year, whatever the fuck it is. You know. What I mean? Well, speaking on music. Um, well, I suppose. Well, Lyrical had a good question. I know you guys. You haven't seen Stranger Things. No, no. I haven't. But hold on, before okay, go, go, go. Speaking of Strange Things, uh, I don't know if you saw that. I think Beyonce's dropping an album at midnight. Did you see that? I heard that tonight? Drake dropped it before oh, because yeah. he didn't want Beyonce to drop it on his release date. So she's dropping it tonight so, at midnight. Well, okay. Which, uh, if Wednesday, it should already be out. I'm not a big yeah. Beyonce fan though at all. Like I don't like any of her music. I don't think you've ever seen her perform live. No, I've never seen her perform live. Yeah, that'll change your yeah, mind. Yeah. I can listen to some of her stuff, just, but like I still listen to like Destiny's Child. Yeah. So, so I mean, but mm. I don't hate her. But sometimes she does get like like it's a little too loud. Like yeah, she's like. Like, yeah. man, why are you screaming so much? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, but you know what? Though? I would say that a Beyonce album in 2022, considering she hasn't dropped in a while, yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, it's going to oh, take oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I she's think the world's going to stop her. Like, Yo, Beyonce, yeah, yeah. she's got nothing to the worry The Beehive is going to be out in full effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely listen to it just to give it a shot, just to see. But I'm, I don't think she's bad. I just, I'm not a fan of her. Yeah, That's what it is. So, I mean. She dropped some pretty good music. Well, not too bad. Like Stranger Things, sorry. About so that. Strange Things, <laughs> Batman. Uh, yeah, so Batman. Back to Batman. Uh, no, so Since you brought it up. You haven't seen up to episode four either, right? No, I wrote in the group chat. I saw episode. He said six. he was at. Oh, episode nice. Six, yeah. So he'll get the concept. The concept of, of it. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, this is, it's a pretty good question that Lyrical has. So on the show Stranger Things, there's a bad guy named Vecna, and basically like Vecna. he's just like possessing people and like killing them, right? But then they find out like on episode four. That if you put on your favorite song, like it almost like deflects oh, it, wow. <laughs> and so like she's able to get out of that like that trance. Yeah, that, that trance. Yeah, they that found the connection between music and your brain and what that guy is trying to possess, so it can almost break his spell. But like if is. you hear your favorite song, then it'll kind of make you focus on that. And then you can get out oh, of it. Yeah. What drug was that? The guy that wrote that script. Yeah. Like, who is he on? <laughs> Music. Guys. And that's why I liked it whenever they did that. That's I was trippy. like, oh, that's pretty damn cool. That's that, actually that very descriptive that. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, I want to know what, what would be the song. Yeah, what song would pull you out of it? Would pull me out of a trance? Yeah, yeah, like you're about to your die favorite, by the song. Your favorite song, your like if somebody life. had to Damn, put your dude, favorite that, song on, what would it be? Because, you know, there's like, you know, like there's music that you, you know, like they call it gym music, right? That mm. just pumps you up and gets you hyped. Like there's songs like Little John and the East Side Boys. I would I would not put them in my top five of all time. <laughs> yeah. Hype put up, throw it man. up. He's about to die. <laughs> 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 hey, that's record for a dream, too, though. The sample, so that'd be dope. Oh, shit, you know what I mean? But I would say, man, because, uh, you know, my favorite artist of all time is Tupac. So, like, if I'm going to, if I'm about to die, man, and I'm, I'd probably put on some Tupac, and it'd probably be, believe it or not, it'd probably be my favorite song of all time, which is staying to my rare view. And, Ooh, and so I would go song. with that one just because it kind of, it kind of puts shit into perspective. And I think it would, you know, I think the beat would wake me up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think the beat would wake me up because it's a dope beat, but I, I, I don't know that it's like, I, I keep on thinking like some Eminem in your face fucking 
till I collapse or something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, like some shit that I'm like, yo, this is this is my life depends on this. Yeah, What if I make the wrong song? <laughs> yeah, I would make the wrong song. So I mean, those are the ones that couldn't mind. But that's pretty good. Yeah, I would say I would have to go with Tupac. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die with Tupac. Tupac, that's okay. a pretty good one right there. You? Uh, it'd probably be a Kid Cudi one. It'd probably be Mr. Rager or Immortal, maybe. Kid Cudi, yeah, Immortal. Kid Cudi, Mr. Immortal, Mr. Rager. Mr. Rager. No, I was thinking of my one Immortal. Of which one? Evanescence. Oh, yeah. by Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, that's outside the box. <laughs> I never thought this would say that. Yeah. yeah, I'd probably be any Kid Cudi song to me. Just as any, any, if you just humming, you can wake me out of the trance, bro. That would be good. Frequency, that would be a dope song. Yeah, Frequency, yeah, that's a good one too right there. Uh-huh. That'd be a lot. Uh, yeah, okay. Probably those two. Okay. Oh, man, probably Notorious Thugs. That's like one of my all-time favorite songs. I would have to really? play that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to hear that song. Biggie's verse would definitely get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, shit, I'm awake. <laughs> our Busy Bones verse, too. Yeah, like, I'll man. start rapping that bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably Notorious Thugs. Right off the top of my head, yeah. That would be the one. That's not Give bad. me some Notorious. Yeah, y'all's are all cool. I would have said Bohemian Rhapsody. Just because Rhapsody. that's a song that no matter how many times I hear it, I can let it play. So, how does it like, go it's again? a song that I'm never tired of. How does so, it go again? No, it involves like some talented singing. No, you don't got to sing it, or if you want to sing it. <laughs> Which one? You talking about just the, I just hum it. the mama? Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about Queen, Queen, right? Yeah, Queen, yeah. yeah. Queen. We were getting oh. confused. I think, I, yeah, I was, yeah, it was the mama. That one, yeah. Right? yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. That's one of those songs that I can hear, like, no matter how many times, and I still enjoy it. Oh, okay. Well, then, what's your guilty song that nobody knows that oh, you're just like a, you put that bitch on and you're just like, bro, a lot of feeling like myself. No, I got shower. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. I'm feeling myself on this shit yeah, right a lot here. Of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you might have to come back to me on this one because, like, I, I'm into just good music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I could listen to a, a female Some song. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. I listen to a lot of female <laughs> songs. I even uh, listen to Disney uh, songs. I listen yeah, to that Moana and shit. Yeah, I listen to like musicals <laughs> and they all got that some good shit. songs. I gotta lie, bro. Moana, mm-hmm. that that song oh, hits the you. main yeah, song. Yeah, 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 that shit hits, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't know, man. There's definitely a lot of songs that I've just like. I mean, I would say Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, would probably be my guilty song, even though it's not really nothing to be guilty about. Mm-hmm. But, man, I can't sing with a shit, but I'll try to sing the shit <laughs> out of that song. That's the song that brings out, you're like, oh, fuck, if I can sing. horse when you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, damn, you're a little passionate about this record. Man. <laughs> I would say that one. You? Shit. I didn't think I was going to ask this question, even though I asked oh, the yeah, question. Oh, got to go around the room now. Well, let me get Joe for because I'm trying Let me think oh, of my okay. shit. I, probably, um... Mariah Carey, fantasy, fantasy, because we've talked about yeah. this, yeah. Fantasy, our Rihanna needed me. That's a great song. Rihanna has Rihanna's last song. album was great. I like a lot of Rihanna. Uh, the, yeah, I forgot what it was called. Her last album, but it was a great album. But yeah, probably Mariah Carey. We can do some of that. I listen to so much random, yeah. like you know, yeah, you like so. There's really shit. nothing that I feel like guilty of. Uh, I guess something that you would see because like, I can sing to all the NSYNC songs but like I wouldn't uh, want to do that in front of like I, I wouldn't want to do it in front of the homies but I, I fuck with NSYNC yeah, yeah, I, was, I put that shit on like a week ago <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that shit like in two or three years I was like man like, let me see if it still hits yeah, yeah. I'm like man still hits still hits you know what man, you want to know why I, I decided to put them on is because I saw somebody post on Facebook you know we can't date if you can't go to a new kids on the block show with me right it was an older mm-hmm, chick yeah. right so I was thinking about it as like, man, like what generation would categorize that in the NSYNC, you know? So I was like, as far as like, you know, that with NSYNC, I was like, oh, that's kind of like our generation kind of sort of, right? So I was like, 
right, I'm gonna go listen to this shit just to kind of get reminded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers need to go on a world tour together bro. right now. Yeah. Those fools, bro. Yes, <laughs> are man. the uh, oh, and Backstreet Boys together yeah, with back- shit, man, and shut down AT and T Stadium. Backstreet Boys came back though, right? Yeah, they, they did came a little back, tour, man. but I want to see. NC, they were just bro. like in Dallas, right, last week. Honestly, right? I, uh, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think Backstreet Boys is actually musically the better group. Really? Yes, I really do think that. Why I do you just, think they're the better group? I think they had better music. I don't know the mm. difference. Like that's the verses that we all need. That's the verses I want to see for sure. Which songs were big by each of them? The what? Which songs were like big by each? I don't know how to like set them apart. Uh, Here, but I've been so long. I I feel like I I used to think that. See, I was never. Okay, you look up them. I'll look up Backstreet Boys. Who has everybody? Who has everybody? Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. I wanted that one. Backstreet Boys. They got it. Yeah, they got it. They got it. All right, just what? those two songs yeah, alone. Yeah, got, uh, got Bye Bye Bye. It's gonna be me. Yeah, I don't like that. They have one. gone too. You're tearing too. up my heart. Oh, I got Backstreet Boys right here. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. That was a good album, Millennium. Come on, man. That was a better album. I got Backstreet Boys. Bro, who's that? In sync. All right, what about this song? You know song, what? I play a song and see if you can tell which one is which. Yeah, that would be, be hard. That would be good. Yeah, they're kind of. Yeah. What about this though? Nah, that's a dope ass song. Backstreet I don't know. Backstreet Boys smacks every song that you can play that has a hit by Backstreet Boys, bro. It slaps, bro. Yeah, I think the only thing about it is that I feel like in regards to like legacy, mm-hmm. they because Backstreet Boys has been actively performing for the last few years. Like I feel like I don't want to say it's watered down their brand, but like Instinct's a little bit more like. Uh, I would Vintage. Say, it's not as yeah, rare. Yeah, or yeah. Like, it's a little bit more yeah. like, um, you know, rare. Like I said, yeah, it's a little bit yeah. more prestige. And then Justin Timberlake, in terms of the, you know, all the group members, was the most successful out of the batch. So. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's on a down period right now. He's not really. I don't know if he's producing new music or if he is. I don't know. I don't really keep up. So I think right now would be the time for them to do it. That'd be fire. Yeah, before they get we'll be into up like in that front. Yeah. All of us in front of the chat. <laughs> <laughs> about home nobody sees me because of me in the corner. Oh shit. <laughs> Is that Vega? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, they here too. I think everybody would be I would definitely go to the NSYNC. Like Bachelor Boys was one that I was like, I want to go, but if I don't go, I'm okay. But NSYNC though, bro, there'd be no way I can miss yeah, an NSYNC concert, sure, bro. Man. I was too young when they were coming and you know back in the day. Coming. When they, yeah, both, both comings, yeah. I was too young Sorry, for both. But I, but I would, oh. <laughs> Quick question, since we're on that, since we're on this uh, speaking topic. Speaking of coming. Come, yeah, speaking of coming, how often do you, no, what do you think, we have this conversation on here frequently, uh, Usher versus Justin Timberlake in the oh, versus. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's always a tough question for everyone we ask. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's personal preference, right? Yeah, because um, they both have so many. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very, very good matchup. I would say that. I would lean towards Justin Timberlake, right? Mm-hmm. I feel Justin Timberlake because if he pulls out the Insync catalog, he's gonna destroy Usher at that point. I yeah. feel, you know, because head to head Usher, like you know, this is kind of like pro boxing. I'm such a big pro boxing fan. Like I feel like mm-hmm. there's fighters that'll have like a, a a solid run, and you take a boxer for example like Danny Garcia, and like people will be like, man, you know, he's fell off. I'm like, well, did he really? I mean, he had a ten year run. Ten mm-hmm. year runs a long time, especially in pro boxing and in sports, right? So. I feel like with music, it's a lot of the same where Usher, you know, his first commercial hit album was My Way. Great album. That was like 96, 97. No, it might have been 98. It was 98. So from 98 all the way on out, um, he's had his, his successful run. Whereas Justin Timberlake, on the other hand, you know, he started in you know, 97, 98 as well with NSYNC. 
and you know I, in terms of commercial success at their peak mm-hmm. uh Justin Timberlake I feel like reached a higher a higher ceiling yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and so uh but I think Usher is Usher's really talented is what it is you know so <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That, I mean, who do you? Who would you guys? Go? I would. I would go with Justin. Uh, Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. For I go sure. with Usher. I'd like hands down Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. Justin Timberlake hands Justin down. Timberlake. Which I like Usher. I used to record his music videos on VHS. Mm-hmm. But like, still, like Practice the, the amount of song. <laughs> now for that my way video, <laughs> yeah. they were like oh, dancing. So circus. I mean, was the last song that both yeah. of them would you would you categorize as a hit for both of them? Hmm. That would probably be the one that I would go with. Because you make me wanna, I would put up against "Cry Me a River." Yeah. What about uh, "Nice and Slow"? Are you talking about like last? No, like the last. last, slow would like probably I would put that up against the most recent hit. Recent hit. Yeah. What was the most recent hit? You know. The only one, the yeah, last no, one I can think of. Good song. How is. long has it been since Usher produced the hit? Is the question. It's been a minute. I know he had that Juicy Ooh. J song. I don't mind, but, but like, that was a while back. What was that? His hit. Yeah, his hit? was the, probably the last one I remember that really, really. You talking about that? I don't mind. Mm. Or, yeah, no, I'm oh. talking about yeah with Little John. Yeah. oh that one. That that's the last oh, one that, that was a uh, big ass hit. that's being used yeah. on like Ross commercials and yeah. shit or something now. Yeah, there's not really any. And then Justin Timberlake's suit and tie probably this like his last maybe. No, I would say suit and tie was his like. What, what his, year was that? That was 2013. <laughs> suit so, and tie. I mean, I would say just Timberlake. What goes around comes around is like a freaking that's a just overall that's a badass song. Yeah. song. Yeah, like the beat, song. the way yeah. that he's on the beat, the concept, I, the lyrics. That's why like I think everything. it'd be Justin Timberlake. Just in general, like his overall, like overall and everything. I think it'd be Justin Timberlake. That's not taking away nothing from Usher because yeah. I do like Usher. I mean, but let me Timberlake. ask you guys a question. Do you think that like? Uh, like some of like the personal turmoil <laughs> that artists have, like kind of smears their legacy a little bit, because like for the most part, Justin's had a pretty yeah. good track record. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Usher's, you know, <laughs> yeah, the thing with the herpes. Well, yeah. that's yeah. what I was about to say. Once <laughs> well, he got accused Usher, of having herpes, that. then he yeah. fell off. Like yeah. then yeah. it was like kind of like well, he see, was I'll kind of a victim though, to know, that. I feel shit. like Usher and Chris Brown, right? Like I've always felt that was more of a comparable matchup. Yeah, even though. Technically, Chris Brown came the generation after, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Chris Brown, you know, obviously the situation with Rihanna and several domestic issues that he's had. I mean, he's still selling out arenas. Yeah, and yeah. I've been to I've been to one of his shows, and I was just in awe with like not only his performance, but just the fact that it's like, wow, there's so many people here that are just going crazy for this guy, mm-hmm. and, and you know, despite all this stuff that happened, negative stuff. So it's like. I wonder how much it really plays a, a role um, in it. I think it just depends on the artist, and I think it depends on, like, because if you think about it, like, after Usher came out, after those claims and he had chlamydia and everything came out, he didn't have a hit after that, so. He yeah. didn't, there was no music. And with Chris Brown, like, after he hit Rihanna, he still had more hits after that. <laughs> you know, like, I assumed that in really good, right? But yeah, he had more hits after that. It's so going like, to be a message at the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> Say that this thanks for the invite. Yeah, does not condone domestic we violence. We do not condone any violence. <laughs> Sorry about that. But guys. I do think I think that's why Chris Brown is still yeah. doesn't get the shit. Like Michael Jackson, you would think those fucking allegations oh, would have yeah, got him yeah. done, but people are still. I think like, it just depends on how good the music is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it just I mean, depends how good the music is. It's fucked up, but it's the truth. Yeah, though. it is yeah. the truth. Like yeah. people, facts. they're not gonna yeah. cancel people. They're like, well, the music's good, and because they don't want to stop listening to that person. I mean, I yeah. think like, the same you know? thing applies for pro sports, mm-hmm. right? You know, like I mean, I don't know how much you guys watch like professional football. I'm not like, I'm not like watching hardcore, mm-hmm. but you, you know, up. yeah, I know enough. Like Ben Roethlisberger is like. Hall of Famer, but he's mm-hmm. gotten several pretty serious allegations mm-hmm. on him, and it's like 
still the greatest quarterback yeah, in Pittsburgh yeah, you Steelers can't history. Take that away from him, <laughs> you know? What yeah. I'm saying? yeah. Like, I mean, as much as I love Kobe, he, oh yeah, Kobe you know, too. Kobe Bryant had that. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's people that that go through that, but I think what Usher, I mean, I'm a little conflicted. I I haven't really seen him. I mean, you know, people don't got to realize like if they're having down periods right now, it's not that they fell off. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you know Usher came in at the game such a, at such a young age. He might just be taking time off. Mm-hmm. And he he deserves it, you know. He's he's entertaining everybody, but it just so happens that it came after he had, you know, his situation. Yeah. And so, just off of pure activity, I, Justin's gonna, Justin off activity, but I think even at their peak, Justin was the big artist. Yeah, I agree. I'd have to, yeah, you know, Justin obviously. But I I would hate to say that out loud to certain people. I mean, I'm more obviously saying it on camera because people will make the argument it's because he's white. Versus, you know, yeah, you know, which is dumb. Like, I to hate make whenever, argument. yeah, immediately everybody brings race Bro, into I, it. I was on Twitter yesterday, and there's a tweet going around of people upset that Luka Doncic is on the cover of NBA 2K20. Really, they're accusing the NBA of trying to make the league white, <laughs> and then somebody pulls out the whole entire history of NBA 2K covers, and he's the first yeah. white artist on the right, Yeah, for real. There's white, no... White player, I mean, my bad. White player. Yeah, I mean. there's no way. I'm about to say, there's no way there's any white... I was thinking maybe Dirk at one point. Yeah, Dirk, but even had, he, Dirk had a yeah, special. Yeah. He had a special one, like, last but year. But not, like, before. in the official, official one. It was, yeah. like, the leg- Legends or something like that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Dirk was in the But, one. like... And not only that, but, like, look at, look at Luca's like... Stats like what He's the fuck, real. man? Like yeah, like but he has that thing there? though. Like you want to? I don't even like the Mavericks, but I like Luka Doncic yeah, yeah. though because he's yeah. a bad motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker. He just That's has crazy. it. I don't get why people. Yeah. Uh, why I don't? I just don't get. I why mean, I get it why they do it. I get it why they do that, but it's. I think <laughs> the the era of the world that we live in now with social media, it's yeah. just like everybody's opinion is matters, and everybody wants to just create dialogue it's like if the world is going left somebody has to come in and go right yeah just to be the voice of change and the voice of being different which is dumb because it's like it's like going into someone's meeting about like batman right and then they're like superman's better it's like we weren't talking about superman why the fuck does that matter like no one said superman was trash we said batman was great i think that's the way people are they just need to make sure that they're heard and that their opinion is yeah, like they have to have some kind of conflict. Yeah, they have to make sure that like, well, you hear me out, and it's like, well, this had nothing to do with you. Why, why yeah. jump in now? I mean, that happens all the time. I yeah. think that's just with anybody. I mean, I think as time has progressed, we've seen more and more arguments of uh, Eminem being not viewed yeah. as a great artist because he's white. I'm like, no, he's he's a great artist. Like, I don't give a fuck if he's white, Indian, mm-hmm. or anything. He's just a great rapper. At least for me, he was. But do you think that's a younger generation doing that? Because we never heard any of these things. It's social like, media, I think, because when we were growing up, social media wasn't as prevalent. They didn't have prevalent. that platform. Yeah, they didn't have that platform. It wasn't as big. You know what I'm saying? Like, there wasn't teenage kids that could get 400,000 followers on TikTok, right? You know? And yeah. I do believe that, you know, this generation wants to believe that their generation is the generation. So that's why you'll see people questioning Michael Jordan's greatness or, you know, oh, LeBron's better. Yeah. Or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I mean, I think every everything's like that with music. Like, shit, I see so much disrespect about Tupac on Twitter and shit on social media. Really? I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Can people <laughs> not just be great? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like these guys were great for what they did, and and it's just crazy, man. I just think that the yeah, I think it's a younger thing, and I think it's social media. It's a little bit of everything, and how people the narratives that people want to create. Yeah. I just think people, I think companies don't understand because they're the ones who really like take, like they're the ones who shift directions whenever people say shit and then companies take the side or whatever. But I don't think they understand like a lot of people who are talking, 
they're going through puberty. Like they're going through emotions. They're <laughs> fucking just they're saying shit without caring. Go back when they're twenty two, they're gonna be like, I apologize for the dumb shit I fucking said. But like, the loud ones, their opinion is usually the minority like most people don't feel the same way that they feel yeah yeah. it's just that they're just louder and they're the ones that take the it's just like whenever you read reviews on something most people that leave reviews are upset Mm -hmm. everybody else is just fine so they don't feel the need to get back on the website and leave anything that is true we could relate to that working at t-mobile you know like there was people that would leave reviews and yeah yeah, like there's like damn okay chill yeah we couldn't get around to you so (laughs) i'm sorry we had seven customers in front of you my bad you know what i mean but it's like it's our fault like yeah they'd call above them like what the fuck bro like yeah you get a call from corporate be like so who took care of this because i'm like i was like like, what the fuck there was the new iphone came out my bad you know what i'm saying like it's not our fault that there's 40 customers at the store, you know? Uh, but no, in general, like, I think you're right because I, I also, like, now that I've gotten older, you know, I'm 37 years old, so for me, I process information completely different than I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. For me, I have to fully process it, let it sink in before I even make a judgment call on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't act instinctively or off of emotion anymore. When I was younger, I used to act off of emotion a lot, and, you know, and I think that you know with music mm-hmm. in particular there's a lot of artists when i first heard them eminem being one of them ludicrous being the second of them second uh like that when i first heard them i did not like their first song i did not like my name is and i did not like what's your fantasy and both of those rappers are two of my favorite rappers that i've ever mm-hmm. gone to like it's like you know I, I had i had twitter then i probably would have said this is the worst song i've ever yeah, heard in my yeah, life yeah. you know what I mean? but i didn't so I think that that's kind of what we're seeing is just people just acting instinctively and just being like, oh, okay. Oh, and yeah. if it's cool to say that that's not cool, then everyone else <laughs> is going to say it's not cool. Yeah. It's all about the content and followers. It's all about the engagement. It's like, what can I say that's going to get more engagement that's getting the cost of controversial? Like, yeah, sometimes they just want to fuck with people. They got nothing better to do, yeah. so they're just going to say something to piss people off and get a reaction. And then they get to fill up their day with this whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it all is now. It's it's just, I mean, even they do that with movies now. Like the way they review movies, it's like it's getting annoying because, like, uh, for example, there's this guy that he reviewed Obi Wan the show, the Obi Wan Kenobi show, mm-hmm. and people like, I you know, people follow this guy reviewing his shit, but like he pointed out, like he started complaining about Episode One. Oh, I expected this, I expected that, and everybody was like. You were expecting nothing but cameos from like you're expecting all these people to come in this episode instead of looking at a good story. Yeah. And his his thing shift everybody's opinion as well. I'm like, oh, this is a bad show because of this. And I just think the younger generation Dude. has a different set of the way they, they but, think of things. But see, I think that's a good point to make in all of this because when you realize the concept of social media and social media marketing, mm-hmm. I've been saying this for a long time, and I think this is part of what makes me good at what I do. Right, not to be braggadocious, right? <laughs> uh, but social media is Pinocchio, and we are Geppetto. Mm-hmm. We control people's emotions off yeah. of what we type. So if you know Joe goes online right now and says "fuck you," big bold letters, exclamation points, and <laughs> drops it on Facebook, everybody's gonna respond to it, and he's gonna get text messages and calls and. People that he didn't even know That's that. Funny, that would happen for sure. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, like that the, the people are gonna be like, "Are you okay? Are you good?" People that you know, he may have not even known that he may have had an issue with. It, be like, "You were straight," you know, like yeah, yeah. it's like, "Damn, I wasn't even talking about you, right?" Uh, but I would say, in your specific, to your specific point, 
I had this conversation today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had posted a TikTok, and I manage an artist, right? And the artist that I happen to manage is a female artist. And SPM did, you know, S, me and SPM had a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And SPM, I recorded him candidly saying that she was the best female artist that he's ever heard that's Mexican. So me being the marketing fucking yeah. guru that I am or whatever you want to call it, I said, oh, shit, this is a cool clip. I'm going to take this audio. I'm going to dump it, put an image on it, and then I'm going to post it on social media. And I did. Now, I left it alone for a long time. But as my TikTok started growing, I'm thinking of different ways to engage mm-hmm. my audience. I decided to put this video up of her SPM with the graphic, like a meme style yeah, graphic. Yeah. Saying that she's the best rap female artist that he's ever heard that's Mexican American, and then I attached it with the video of her at the end of it. You knew what you were doing, you were like, oh, I knew what I was doing, I knew exactly what I was doing. (laughs) So the video went up, it has been up, and you guys can pull it up. Uh, and people are commenting on there, and it's fucking is it on Instagram or TikTok? TikTok, it's fucking hilarious. They're eating her up, unfortunately, but. But I here's the funny part, cause, no, cause you can pull it up. Everybody on there's like snow the product, like the snow the product armies that like can full effect on that. And I'm like, whoa! By the way, you bought a computer a long time ago. Remember that? I don't even want to talk about that bullshit. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even want to talk about this shit. Bro. Just oh, know that at one point we all we had beef at one point. That's <laughs> all I would say. That's all I would say. Oh shit! Now, now we're gonna have watch a, out now. Now, gonna now we're gonna have a bunch of comments on this video <laughs> now. Yeah, we need to know the product had to be for love. Uh, she probably like I don't even remember this shit. He's, like, he's stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> Fucking no, stupid. But, uh, the comments on there, yo, everybody's yeah, comparing. Everybody's comparing. But see, I pinned a comment on that's that. really good though the way you did that. Not gonna lie, that's very fucking good. <laughs> it's so you. like, hey, look, but look at the look at the the comment that I pinned on there. <laughs> it was like quick comparing and just enjoying Sorry. your time. That's how we discover the next one. We need more voices. Right. It's not from the. So so anyways, I basically go on this on this the comments right, <laughs> and because everybody was just bombarding. Trying to compare to snow, and they're not even the same type All of artist. All say snow immediately. I know, like mm-hmm. it's, it, but I mean, in, we're not even comparing. Yeah, 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 and like nobody even said anything about that. And I was like, SPM's opinion is not the Bible for one. We yeah, don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm using it as a marketing ploy, but to be honest with you, I don't even care what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day. There's an opportunity to get people engaged and tune in, and if his audience, which he has, we can all agree, a big audience, you know, if they exist out there in the world, we want to bring them in. We want to reel them in. So if this guy's saying that she's great, check her out. Yeah. Yeah. And so the validation. we never said nothing about nobody. And if you go on there, I, I leave that comment, and I did that after about four or five days of nonstop snow, 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 and. When I did that, you start noticing as you dig into those comments, there's a shift. And it's to your point, which was if certain people go on there and they create the narrative of like, oh, you know, this is what the movie was going to be. You can actually shift people's opinion uh, by what you type or what Mm -hmm. you say. And if you're giving really perspective based, you know, I kind of I live by this whole thing where. I don't necessarily think there's right or wrong in this world. Yeah. It's your perspective, my perspective. Of yeah. course, there's things that we know that are just non-ethical. Like yeah, yeah. You go out there and you kill somebody for no reason. That's, you know, that's right, not, right. Yeah, that's wrong, you know, wrong, wrong. That's absolutely not right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But 
for the most part, you know, you, how you view it and how I view it is different. So if we're just giving perspective without being confrontational, you can shift people's yeah. opinions. And it's crazy how how much people will read into it or how much we'll, me and you might be looking into a product and then we see reviews and like, well, everybody says it sucks. So <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to give it a shot. It's yeah. like, you know, like the Drake album. We were just talking about the Drake album. Mm-hmm. Everybody said it was the worst album to be created in the last 55 years of music. And it's like, it's actually not a bad yeah. album. You know what I mean? So it, that's that's kind of, I guess, what I'm saying, where, where you could mm-hmm. shift people's opinions. You know? and, which is crazy because when you're bringing, like, I don't, really know any latina artists out there like like to be honest like especially rappers like there's not that many latina artists out there so you would think that instead of like our people being like oh nice another latina artist they're immediately going like no we have one already it's like <laughs> what so we, we need more what are you talking no we want only one <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then next week they're gonna bitch about where are the latino yeah, yeah. artists like it doesn't make any <laughs> any sense to me. but you know what you know what's interesting <laughs> yeah. though because i mean all bullshit aside like it took a long time for for Snow to get to a point mm-hmm. where they wanted her to be the one. Where they accepted her. You know, like, to that extent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I mean, it's the same thing with Texas hip-hop. <laughs> like, you know, SPMs, like, people still live in that era of Dope House where they won't give another Mexican rapper a chance in Texas. Like, damn, dude, like, he wasn't even the best rapper on his label. Coast was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you want the truth, you know what I mean? Like, if we're talking about skills, right? Mm-hmm. But... Some people just didn't want to give it a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, they're, oh, well, you know, he's not SPM. Mm-hmm. As I always tell people, it's like, okay, you know, we we understand that uh, Chavez was great, but in, in, but don't be mad at Canelo because Canelo's not Chavez. Like, he doesn't have to be. They could yeah, be great. it's you know too much I mean? comparison. There's never uh, leaving people in their own lane. There's always a comparison. Like you said, you didn't even mention better than this. or not. You were just like, <laughs> hey, like, this is what he says, a great Latino artist. And all of a sudden, everybody immediately jumped in on like, yeah, no, he Snow was better well, gets, than But you Snow. know what? You know what? It gets really bad. People get really disrespectful on there. And you know, when you're working with a new artist, you have to, like, they see it. So they're like, not understanding it fully. Like, why are people like, comparing me like, why is, like, not trying to be like, why are they being like, fucked up? You know, because they're being ugly. Mm. In there. I leave it all in there. Just because I like to like, it's like a case study to me, how people work. Like, kind of like you yeah. said, there's only there could only be one mm-hmm. like there's no one there's not a once like my friend always says that there's no such thing as a one size fits all mexican or yeah. one size fits all latin like we come we all come in different sizes shapes and forms like so we should be open-minded to giving people chances and it's like we don't do that enough but i think in terms of just like controlling the narrative yeah we just have to be able to be smart enough to understand like okay i'm geppetto <laughs> they're pinocchio let me how find a I way. How, how can I shift their perspective? Yeah. Without being fucked up either. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we could be fucked up and be like, well, fuck this and fuck that. Like, there's no need for yeah. that. Like, let's just go in there and do what we do and, and put it out there. But that, it's so funny how it works. When you see it, it's like in real time, like, wow, people are very interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Not giving two fucks. I, I think I'm pretty good at that. And Lyric was pointed out, like, the way I deflect. Because, like, we've gotten some comments, like, where people are just shitting on us on, like, TikTok or Facebook. And like I'll send it to them, and I'll like lyrical. I would have went off, and I'll like just agree with them. So like they'll be like, "This is trash podcast." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It is trash." And then and they'll, they got they'll, nothing. Yeah, and then they have nothing. And then they'll follow me, and then they'll like all of our shit. And I'm like, "What, bro? Yeah. Like I just don't easy you take way the to the power away. Yeah, because I'm like, what are you gonna say now? Like every so anybody that ever comments, like I just agree with them. Like they're all like, "Oh, this is the worst interview. You guys are stupid." I'm like, "Yeah, we fucking are." And then they don't ever. Either they don't ever reply or they follow us and become fans. Well, I think that's. I think we could uh, right now we could take this time and give people a, a, a class of etiquette with social media because that's exactly what I did on that post. Everybody was saying that Snow is the greatest mm-hmm. thing on earth. I said, hell yeah, she is. 
But this girl's dope too. So you yeah. give her a chance to check her out if you want to give another artist and a chance. And then they're like, oh, okay. You know? And then as you start creating that, like, oh, you know what? You're right. We should give more people a chance. Mm -hmm. Be and somebody actually left a comment on there like, you just gained a follower and a fan from me because of how you handled all your comments. And I didn't go on there to handle all the comments, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Like, I have TikTok experts that quote unquote hack the system. Yeah. And they'll give you their best practices. And one of their best practices is like, you let a video sit on there after it gets so many views and then you go like it. And then it like what it all the people that like viewed it and commented it, they get notified. So then it makes them see the video uh, again. again. So it counts <laughs> for another view. And then you wait a while and then you comment and then it gives them a note. Another, another yeah, that's, that's very you smart. Know, so, yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. so like you turn it one view into three views or whatever. Right. Like uh, so I waited a while before, like, you know, I said anything. But like, man, it's just I feel specifically with the land mm -hmm. culture. I don't want to limit this to just land. I think this is everybody. But. Like, that's just how people are, bro. Like, I don't know why it's just like that. Like, it's like they see something that's like, okay, we get it. Like, it's everything's like Bloods and Crips. Yeah. Like, I like Tupac. Why? Well, I like Biggie. Fuck, okay. Yeah. You know? We can't be friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how it is, though. I like Bo and I like 3-6, right? It's just like mm -hmm. one, like, it just follows, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, don't, I like Jay-Z. I like Nas, right? It's weird, bro. It's just a weird world. iPhone. Galaxy. Yeah. That's why we don't talk to Juan no more. This motherfucker got Android over here. Yeah. <laughs> he messes up the group chat. <laughs> no, <I> just... <laughs> but no, you're right, though. It, it always gotta, they always got to split it up and make things competitive. And it's crazy because like, you can post... Like that video, you posted it, and it's like... You knew, like, damn, it'd be nice for people to be like, that's what's up, I'm going to check her out. But you're like, I know they're going to go in there immediately. Hey, and you have to shift the narrative, which sucks because it's so much easier for people to just... It's the same energy to say... Damn, this shit was dope, or I'm gonna check it out as like this shit is fucking terrible. And so the same fucking just write it like it's it doesn't even make any sense. It's easier to just scroll. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Why, why even take the take energy the to time go to yeah. click on it? Yeah. Think about it, type it out. No, rewrite it, and it's like, dude, you went through all of that. But you know what I'll say is that when we look at when I look at the numbers now on Spotify, because you know I could see from the day mm. I posted it to the increase, yeah. and I've seen the increase. And it might not be like out of the out of the fucking out this world, but you have seen an increase. So it's like it Noticeable. worked. It worked. It yeah. worked. I mean, it has worked, but it's unfortunate that it comes at the expense of people having to be ugly about mm -hmm. it. You know, it's like, like and this is some of the stuff people will be saying. But then you got to realize, like, who are the people even behind these accounts? Mm -hmm. like, They're just yeah. all jealous because uh, she's doing something. Well, it she might, not even, be, it might not even be an adult. SPM. It might be a kid. You know, yeah. like it might be a little kid, like who like, gives zero fucks, just yeah, writing like, shit. Like a little twelve-year-old might be writing that. We don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're right. I mean, it could be a number of things, and it's just like, hey, you know what? Like one thing I learned about marketing early on was you just put what you do in front of people, let them draw their own conclusions. Like, yeah, you put the you 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 can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make a drink it. Well, our job is just to get the horse to the water. Whether or not they decide to drink it, my job is done the moment they got to the water. Yeah, or bring it in the next horse. Yeah, know? that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way. Just deliver your product. And after that, like, if they like it, they like it, they don't like it. That's on them. Yeah, it's the podcast. Yeah. Like, if you do this podcast right now and somebody watches the podcast and says, this is the worst podcast I've ever heard. They're like, you're right. It's the worst podcast you've ever heard. If you would like to hear more, here's the list. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. We got way worse. <laughs> you think that was bad? <laughs> Check out episode 101, man. Yeah, be open. Yeah, just wait. You haven't heard nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> it just you you know you got to know where to redirect it. Yeah, at, you that's, know? Good. So it's just, that's a good. Yeah, way he's good at handling that shit. <laughs> I will say it hits me up though. Like the, when you read him at first, you're like you, ooh, you want to yeah. like 
But I have to pull myself back and be just kind of like, what is that going to do to me? It's, it's going to do nothing but make me angry. And then I'm just able to just kind of just like, eh, fuck it. And now I'm so used to it, I'm just like, I don't even give a fuck. Well, you talk about the pandemic, you know, like, you know, I know I heard Joel Ortiz say this. He was like, there's no way people are going to come out of the pandemic without, like, mental health side effects. You know, yeah, people yeah, that, that's you know, true. that went through all the, like, just the uncertainty of the world from financial stress to just not knowing if, you know, you're dead. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that was literally the way we were made to believe. Like, if you touch somebody, you're dead. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, shit, like, like I can't go outside. Like, it, the world just changed. And so I'm, I'm like, I learned a lot about just behaviors and the mm -hmm. way, because all I, all we could do was observe. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and not to name drop, right? Uh, but, you know, I spent some time with Royce the Fire Nine. You know, he came to Dallas uh, two times in the last month and a half. And we, we were talking to each other. And you know when we when I interviewed him, he talked. He's like, I saw so many things behind my computer screen during that time period, and just the way people unfolded and the way people started acting, because we had more time to really watch. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing one thing about myself is like, you know, I wake up certain days and I don't want to read certain things. And I used to think about some of my friends back in the day. They would call me and they would wake me up and they'd be like, Yo, so and so said this about you. Like, what makes you think that's the first thing I want to hear? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I used to, like, <laughs> like let, let's, not normal, let's not normalize that. Like, yeah. please, let's not normalize that. Yeah. Like, don't normalize gospel. Because like, there's days, like, I just don't want to hear that, you know? And I, <laughs> like, it's funny. Hey, good morning. <laughs> hey, good morning. So they said you're fat on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. That's funny. <laughs> Babe, I don't want no pancakes no more. Never mind that shit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Like, bro, like, I'll be waking up sometimes. And, like, when I started doing the interview content, you know, like, People go on YouTube, they'll start talking, you know, making fun mm -hmm. of my appearance, talking about the way I look, talking about my, my weight. And I'm I'm cool. Like, I can handle it. Yeah. Like, I understand it's not real. Like, that world is not real. Mm -hmm. It's like an alternate reality the internet is, right? Yeah, it really is. But imagine if I wasn't as strong-minded. Yeah. There's been days where I wake up, I see some comments about me, I'm like, damn, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that shit kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said I ain't posting shit today. <laughs> but it'd be shit that they're making fun of the way I look. It's mm -hmm. not even about me. They don't know me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, bro. That's that's hard. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's what we sign up for. Mm -hmm. Like the moment we create content, we publish it. It's we're we're open for public opinions at that point. Yeah. You know, but that's true. But I realized that for me is like, dog, I don't want to be waking up sometimes. You know, seeing this shit like. Same. I want to have a peachy ass day. Yeah. That is some peachy ass comments. Like, nah. <laughs> people wake up with hate immediately. Like, Who I was cannot like, Whoa. get pissed off today? I was like, whoa, that shit hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't think we've gotten to that point because like, they'll just make fun of our content, but we haven't got to the point where they like bash Start making uh, fun of yeah. our parents and shit. Which yeah. I know it's going to happen, but like they just haven't yet, which I'm just it's like, exactly, fuck, bro. Exactly like, what he said already. He's like, you're fat. He's like, hey, babe, no more pancakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, like, you start reconsidering every Whataburger meal, everything. I'm like, like damn, dog. This guy like, with no profile picture call me fat. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because it it's always the people with that profile. Yeah. Yeah. User one two three seven seven seven. I was like, damn. Yeah, you know that shit mean? hurt, bro. Damn, dog. Yeah, but it's fun. But there's times where you'll see stuff that's funny. Mm -hmm. So you know, I try to play along with it as best as I can. But I say that to say, for the mental health aspect, is that there's people that are thin skinned. They mm -hmm. see stuff like that, and then we wonder why things happen in the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and. Uh, you know, one of the most alarming things for me recently, and not to kind of get serious, was whatever the Uvalde uh, situation happened, right? 
And I talk, this is so that I was talking to Royce. I go, you know what really bothers me, man? It bothers me that we're seeing so many of these situations happen and we're, 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 over, we're trying to implement processes, but we're overlook, overlooking the root of the mm-hmm. issue, which is here's a kid that essentially was telling the world for a week straight what he was about to do. He was on fucking Instagram, Instagram yeah. story, posting photos of his guns, going on TikTok, changing his bios, letting everybody know, hey, I'm about to shoot up the school. Sending messages and, straight yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah. And, and nobody stopped to just talk to the kid or figure out what the hell's going on. And then he does it. And they're like, oh, man, we now got to go put billions of dollars and have one, you know, people, one police officer, military person in every school across the United States and do this and that. I was like, well, we're still overlooking the fact that these people have mental conditions that we yeah. need to do better about identifying. I heard an interview on um, my one of my favorite podcasts was the Rick Rubin podcast mm-hmm. they did with Andre 3000. And if you guys haven't heard that, I'm telling you now, that's the, go listen to that interview. That's it's to. it's a fucking incredible interview because it made me appreciate Andre as a as a performer, as an artist more than more than ever. Mm-hmm. So much so that I bumped them up to my top five, right? <laughs> After this interview, I was like, yo, this is a top-notch interview, you know? But he was talking about uh, mental health and specifically about social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, what's crazy uh, is that, you know, you know, he was talking about how he suffers from social anxiety and that plays a big part as to why he's not an active artist. And I don't want to misquote him here, but he was basically saying in a nutshell that through that, through the social anxiety aspect, he, he realized like, man, you know, these things that we are, that we're living in in 2022, these labels that we have now, like, so like social anxiety mm-hmm. or, or, you know, mental health or certain Depression. disorders or whatever the case, maybe certain disorders. Uh, they didn't have titles in the seventies and the sixties and the fifties and mm-hmm. the forties. So essentially our grandparents, our parents and our ancestors may have had these conditions, these underlying conditions that mm-hmm. quite frankly, you know, were never treated. Yeah. Therefore, they were passed down generationally, and in some cases, may have intensified as uh, you know from one generation to the mm-hmm. next because they weren't treated because we didn't know what they were. Yeah. I do think social media plays a bigger part in 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 perpetuating it now prior than prior. But I say this to say, going back to the Uvalde situation, like, you know, we got to be conscious of those situations like online bullying mm-hmm. and saying stuff about people online because. That kid that may have done that, we don't know what he was dealing with. We don't know if he was getting picked on. Maybe he was. They said that there was there was backstories to it. And I feel like we need to look at the root because the very next day after this happened, the school that I went to, uh, Meacham Middle School, the day that Uvalde shooting happened, I think it was on a Tuesday, I believe. Uh, I was scheduled to go to Meacham Middle School to go talk. And I'm sure you saw the story. And I was going to go talk to like career day. Mm. And I didn't go. The very next day after the shooting, they shut the school down. They arrested a kid because he had a gun on him Damn. at the school. Uh, the day after the shooting. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I did some research because, you know, I just did my due diligence. I wanted to ask questions. Like, what, what happened? Come to find out that early in the school year, this kid that went to Meacham Middle School, I don't know his name, don't know anything about him, he had went on Snapchat and he had threatened to shoot up the school earlier in the year and the school was aware of it. They took what they considered action or action as much action as they could take and they enforced like this strict policy where they had metal detectors and they were searching people's backpacks and you couldn't wear backpacks around school for like six weeks or seven weeks mm-hmm. until they felt that it was clear. And so they implemented a process, right? Well, then the end of the school year happens and guess what happens? 
He gets caught at the school with the gun. He gets arrested. But I'm thinking in my head, like, I get the process aspect of it. But did y'all do y'all's due diligence to counsel this kid? Yeah. To 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 get him the help that he needs, yeah. like like That's you know what I'm saying. The, yeah. the, I mean, like we need to do better about identifying <laughs> people's mental health conditions and how social media stuff. Like we talk about, like I didn't mean, I didn't mean to get all serious, right? No, no, you're good. You know what I mean? But we're talking about like with the online comments and you know, that shit. Like is considered online bullying when you say some of the stuff you say. I'm not saying it because I'm thin skinned. I'm saying it because I'm strong enough to understand. Like it doesn't phase me, but that may fit is that young kid that's thinking about doing something really ignorant and you might be the cause of that. Mm-hmm. And people need to be more aware of that. I just think people are shitty sometimes, dude. Yeah. Is, I don't know. The human race is an interesting race. But yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. And you do make a good point. Like, I don't think we take the time to actually talk to these people who, who have these uh, issues or like actually figure out like, cause I'm sure if we would have caught the guy instead of killing him, killing him, there wouldn't have been anything actually done. You know, it would have been, go to jail you know there'd be no issues on trying to figure out or actually trying to find out like how to prevent these things from actually happening the next time and i do think that most of the times when uh these shootings do occur well maybe not all the time but most of the time do when they do occur like i do think we get a lot of signs we do get told like there's a lot of signs building up to it that would have been preventable uh and then we just don't and you know royce the five nine said that right he was saying like there's always red flags every situation there's red flags but i'm saying that i think that as a society, mm-hmm. we need to do better about just identifying, like, the signs of mental health issues. Because I know people personally, you know, because I've taken time to study and kind of just learn a little bit more about myself and learn about my counterparts. I'm like, man, you know, there's something not not all there. And, mm-hmm. you know, we need to do better about caring enough. Because I say, man, we don't, we don't care about this stuff. Like, it happens. We'll post on social media, man, prayers full of all day. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love my babies, and I would, you know, I, I'm gonna hug my babies extra tight. And then those same people are, all right, you know, they're leaving their babies with their mom, and they're going to the club that weekend. It's like, well, shit, you know, how long did it last, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to me, I felt like really moved by the situation because of how it happened. Us, we have kids, you know what I'm saying? So it's different, you know. Like, it just it made me kind of realize, like, man, we're fortunate, and we're lucky to be able to not to have faced that, but the way the world is, we may face that one day, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to avoid that. So it's just like, I try to tell people like, man, just be conscious of it, man. Be conscious of, you know, sometimes we see somebody going through something, having a bad day. You know, I, we, we talked about work in retail. There was so many years that we worked in retail that we would have customers get mad or get angry. I had one customer one time that cussed me out, bro. I shit you not. She was like, you know, fuck you, you fat motherfucker. And fuck your mama. <laughs> And I was like, yo, my mom died. You know, I told her straight up. My mom died. I was like, well, she died because she a hoe. Fuck you. <laughs> yo, bro. And I was like, yo. Damn. Yo, I remember. Like, White lady. She was coming crazy yeah. at me. And I had to tell her, like, because she pissed me off at that point. Like, yo, you got to get out of here. Yeah. It's done. And then two days later, she came, she came back. It's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I had some real serious stuff happen to me. I'm sorry. Because you, <laughs> <laughs> you a hoe, that's why. <laughs> Get the fuck out the stove. <laughs> nah. Nah. nah, 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 but you realize it's like, yo, there could have been some real. Yeah, I, I imagine if I would have fought fire with fire, she might have came back and shot me. Yeah, like, was it worth it at that point? You know, because over a cell phone bill or, yeah. or whatever the fuck it may be. Like, I'm sorry, like, it's not. You yeah. know, so you start kind of having to realize it, but. 
that's a whole other subject, bro. I'm just saying in general, like, I feel like we need to do more to identify the root and then work towards that versus mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, we're going to put barricade Batman in every school. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna Batman in every school. We're going to have auditions for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have military people at every school. Like, nah, man, we need to do more about counseling people and helping mm-hmm. people and just noticing like hey man there's something going on and instead of ignoring it like actually counseling taking counseling. actions man and mm-hmm. caring caring because i think we just don't care mm-hmm. and people are just like oh okay cool that happened all right straight we're going to the club tonight yeah that's true yeah that, that was pretty much the energy after after that i mean no one's talking about it except us on yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Podcast, yeah. episode 103 104 yeah. <laughs> uh so um i guess before we go off i do have some questions oh um, i wanted to ask you about your uh August, August 6th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you got? August, yeah, man, August 6th. Dude, I, you know, obviously, um, since I've last seen you, right, I, uh, you know, I've been doing the events, you know, I, I, I left my job in 2015, and it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't not that it wasn't a hard decision, because anytime you invest time into something, you spend time at a, at a place for an extensive period of time, you know, you're invested. Uh, but I think that towards the tail end of my journey, I was daydreaming about, music i was daydreaming about events and i had started doing live events and i just knew that that was where i wanted to be at you know what i'm saying so eventually i launched my company and it's just been a combination of years and years of me being the artist me being the promoter me bouncing back as a producer as a talent scout as a manager as whatever you want to call it right you know there's so many roles graphic designer web designer so on and so forth and i launched the festival and last year, and, you know, fucking, out of all people, Louis was trying to convince me to call it the Smooth Vegas Summer Jam, right? <laughs> and I was this close to actually naming it the Smooth Vegas Summer Jam. He's like, you need to just go and own this shit, man. You need to call it the Smooth Vegas Summer Jam. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm going to call it the Smooth Vegas Summer Jam. But honestly, man, I just started, like, man, I started having a lot of dreams about my mom. And, you know, I get really emotional when I talk about it. So if I started crying, just bear with me. Uh, the thing about it was I started thinking about, like, what can I name an event that I want to do? I want to do a festival style outdoors. And um, I had this dream of being at my mom's record shop. She used to own a record shop. I had a dream of uh, me and my brother being there. And it just felt real. And it just, I felt like it was a sign. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I, I kind of want to name this event after my mom's record shop. You know, and I always tell the story about her being a Mexican immigrant, you know, she was born in Mexico, spoke Spanish first, came to Fort Worth, and, you know, eventually became an independent business owner from, you know, the mid-80s all the way to the mid-90s. She had a business for over 10 plus years in the middle of the stockyards right there on Main Street. And so I was like, you know, I've been struggling and finding a way to keep her legacy alive. I've thought of everything, bro. I've done everything you could think of in the last, since the time she passed. You know, I was like, yo, I dropped an album (laughs) on the day she passed. I did an album release on the day she passed. I've released music. I've done everything you can think of. And, and it never felt fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I said, well, damn. I've done toy drives on the day that she passed. Um, I've done all these things. I'm like, man, I want to honor her. You know, I named my daughter after her. And it just feels like there was something missing. And I thought about maybe starting a foundation, you know, uh, you know, in honor of her. I still didn't do it. Maybe one day I'll do it. Yeah. And I just decided to do this event. I named it after the record shop, which was Central Popular. And that's when we did the first one last year. And then this year, I'm doing it again, the second annual event, which 
last year we did all Latin. I wanted to do all Latin because you know I wanted to be able to say, okay, you know what, I've I've paid my dues. I've learned a lot about the the live music scene and touring. I want to do something with Latin based, and so I did it. And then this year I was like, I'm gonna do it again. I was this close to booking Snoop Dogg. It was supposed to be Snoop Dogg. I met with Dickie's Arena. I was gonna do it at Dickie's Arena. I was like, that's it. That's my swan yeah. song. I'm out. After this, I'm never gonna do mm -hmm. another event. That's it. Mic drop. See you later. Right. Um, but I said, you know what? If I do that, I'm not going to have money to do anything else. Let me do something a little different. I ended up booking Three Six Mafia for this event. Who I, you know, they, they, I don't think they've ever really played Fort Worth. You know what I'm saying? So I was excited mm -hmm. about bringing Three Six Mafia out. And then obviously Camilla Nair is doing the event. A few other people are doing the event. And the irony of it, because I gave you the backstory of the name of the event, I'm doing it on August 6th, which is, <laughs> it happens to be my mom's birthday. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, I kind of like all kind of bridges together. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also feel like my mom would probably be upset because she's a God-fearing woman. She'd probably be upset like in three, six months. Three, six, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like, well, okay. You know, <laughs> nah, but it, 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 that's kind of the backstory to the event. But I mean, honestly, look, as far as me putting on my promoter hat, you know, the show in itself, look, there's not really a lot of independent promoters that made it out of pe the mm -hmm. pandemic. And the live music scene was already kind of on the shaky ground prior, especially for a Mexican-American. But even now, like, it's like I'm even more rare than I was before. Um, there's so much stuff that's happened that's changed the landscape of everything. So for me being from Fort Worth, me being um, a Mexican-American Fort Worth, I'm really kind of one of the only ones of my kind and especially doing an event or attempting to do an event of this magnitude, mm -hmm. which make no mistake, like this is not the end goal, right? But if we're talking about, you know, an event that could draw anywhere from two to 3,000 people, like there's not a lot of indie promoters that are doing that. And the fact that, you know, I increased the budget times three from last year to this year, you know, I'm spending six figures when it's all said and done on this year's event. It's important for me to tell the public like, hey, buy a ticket because like, I'm gambling on this. Mm -hmm. This is this is not just like, hey, you know, a sure shot. I'm gonna succeed. Like, no, I'm I'm betting on myself. Mm -hmm. I'm betting on, you know, on this event, and I'm doing it in hopes that Fort Worth can understand. Like, you know, we've waited so long to have a steady flow of live entertainment coming here. Now we have Dickie's Arena, Seventh Street. You know, is a hub regardless of whether or not you know we go there or not. It's still a hub yeah, for our city. And then beyond that, you know, we, we're starting to see live music's pop up. Tulips is like one of the newer live music venues out here. I love Tulips. I think it's a dope venue. You obviously have Halton Theater on the outskirts, the Post at River East. Uh, but, you know, we're still seeing a lack of hip-hop representation and a lack of, like, the big artists. You're starting to see it slowly and gradually. Like Post Malone, mm -hmm. he announced his tour. Did you see Dickies, that? Dickies, yeah. He's doing Dallas and, and he's Dickies. doing Dickies. Yeah, yeah he's doing Dickies. Mm -hmm. And the weekend, whenever he was coming, he was doing Dallas and he was doing that. Camilla Cabello, you're starting to see Dickies Arena and Pop Dallas. Pop it up as a big one. Now. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, Fort Worth needs to be respected as its own city because we are the 12th largest by population. You know, we're bigger than a lot of, quote-unquote, bigger cities. Mm -hmm. And people have always looked at us as the city across the bridge. Like, we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're Jersey to New York. You know, Fort Worth yeah. is that to that. Like the little brother? Yeah. yeah. And it's unfortunate because we, we carry weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, think <laughs> yeah. about it, Fort Worth. If we did an event right now with an artist that could draw on both markets, like Post Malone, Dallas would draw everything East Texas on out, probably anything within that proximity, north, south, east, where Fort Worth would draw everything west. 
So, you know, Weatherford might go to Dallas, but Weatherford would rather go to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Burleson might go to Dallas, but Burleson would rather go to Fort Worth. Mesquite might want, might go to Fort Worth, but they'd rather go to Dallas. Yeah. So um, I feel it's important for people to get behind our homegrown events and support what we got going because I don't know how long I'm going to do it here. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how long I'm going to do it all together, but to bring 3-6 Mafia to Fort Worth, to me, is a big deal. I'm excited about it. Camilla Nair, obviously one of my favorite rappers. And then I, I surrounded it with, because it was meant to be a Latin-based event, mm-hmm. I put, you know, Cap G on there. I got Flawless Real Talk, who was on the show Rhythm and Flow. He plays second uh, behind D-Smoke. And then I have uh, GT Garza, who nice. I've always thought is a dope artist. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? He's always been a dope mm-hmm. artist. And I, I, I have some local talent on there that I want to feature on there that I'm big on, you know, that I think these guys should get the mm-hmm. look. And, that's part of just growing a festival brand. So, yeah, that's the event on August 6th, man. I know that's a long-winded answer. No, no, no. Good answer, though. <laughs> you know, we'll cut it for the part. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it all started in 1985. <laughs> no, Two hours later. No, that was good, though. No, nah, it's just, no that sounds yeah. hella dope. I, yeah, because I've I'm known you from when you started it out and started doing the event, so it's great to see you to come to see this far. Yeah, man. It's I mean, awesome. you know, working with so many artists over the years. <laughs> It's never easy, man, because, you know, you do deal with a lot of, you know, rolling parts mm. from the agents to the managers yeah. to the artists to then the production staff at mm. the venue to the venue in itself. And then your supporting artist and everybody. So, you know, I'm a one man team. It wasn't always like that. You know, I, I formed a team for a while. It was cool. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've, I've found a lot more peace in doing it on my own. It does get hard. You do get stressed out. But it gets done. You're right. It gets done. And it's fulfilling, man. It's mm-hmm. fulfilling whenever you do it. Like, you know, whenever I announced that I was excited, I was like, damn, you know, but I also thought I was going to have sponsors come in and I was going to have all these people come in and I haven't seen that. So I'm really depending on the, 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 the audience mm-hmm. to come through. Like I did a, a Father's Day promo. And so we sold 100 tickets over the last oh, nice. two days. And I see that and it gives me hope like, OK, you know what? I'm not crazy because, yeah. you know, everything we do in, in life. From the podcasting to live events to music to whatever it is that we're passionate about, it's all about proof of concept. This is a proof of concept. Like I'm showing you that I could do it, and I'm showing you what could be done. So it's a proof of concept. We, we're proving to you what it is. Mm-hmm. It's up to you whether or not you want to support it. That's a really good way. So it. hopefully people support it. Man. No, I think people yeah. will. And then you know everybody, everybody who listens to TFTI. Go buy a ticket, guys. Please. Three six yeah, coming three, up, six. guys. So come if on, I don't guys. I'm going bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody buy a ticket. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Hey, oh, you got a guest house? <laughs> <laughs> then donate to the GoFundMe. Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get a war. Uh, well, I, I, I guess you know what this question is actually pretty good and it actually fits with you really, really perfect. And we'll end it on this one. Uh, if and I'll actually add two on this. So one is if you can manage any artist, what artist would it be that you'd like to manage? And what artist, do, what's the what's one of the biggest artists you want to bring down to Fort Worth to perform? Ooh, you know what? That's a good question. Let me respond to this text message real quick. Yes. He was okay. almost done with his bum ass podcast. <laughs> 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 nah, never that. Never that. So, call me. <laughs> yeah, call me. I need to get out of this interview right now. <laughs> uh, who would I want to manage or who would I want to bring to Fort Worth? I think the goal is, you know, I say Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. I want to bring the forward. But to be honest with you, like, Snoop's not, never really been the end goal. I mean, there's a lot of artists that I would want to bring, mm-hmm. like, in a in a fictional, imaginable, like, 
if it, if I could do anything I want to do, I would bring like Eminem and trade. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do what they did at Super Bowl Fort Worth, right? Yeah. But that's not realistic, to be honest with you. I I, I feel that Missy Elliott's been a show that I've always wanted to do. I feel like Missy doesn't do shows. I think Nas is a show that I really mm-hmm. want to do. I want to do it here though. I don't want to do it in Dallas. I want yeah, to do it yeah. here. Uh, and I think those are the probably the two that come to mind. Fifty Cent, believe it or not, like I would love to bring Fifty. I like to see Fifty Cent. Yeah, 50. yeah, Fifty would be dope. You know, those are the three that come to mind instantly. Like mm-hmm. those are the guys I want to book. You know, yeah, just yeah. Like, and it's not really popular because you know the thing is like I don't want to book. Like, you know, like the Post Malones, they're already tied into like big agencies. So I also have to be realistic of who I could book. Mm-hmm. I think I could, every artist I named, I think I could book. So mm-hmm. if you see me book them, it's because I know that I can, but I also want to. Yeah. Um, I think you'll be able to book other big artists too. Once those doors open, like your doors will open where they want to come. Yeah. You. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I know this podcast is being published on Wednesday, but, you know, I'm I'm scheduled to do Jordan Lucas's next. Uh, three Texas dates which are going to be at the end of September beginning of October and there's a whole backstory to that so it's really cool to still be able to work with him but Mm -hmm. you know I got shows like that that I'll be able to continue to work and I'm actually working with AEG on that like AEG's hiring me to handle the the promotion because per Joyner's uh, Joyner's request (laughs) So so there's still like chances for me to work with the bigger corporations um and you know we'll see you know we'll see but I mean I think those are the artists that instantly come to mind that like would excite me mm-hmm. because you know like you know you do it for so long I could work with a number of artists Yeah. but I told myself this year in specific as you know I'm starting to kind of like take the next phase of my career because you know obviously as we're getting older things change it's like alright well what do I really want to do mm-hmm. do I want to be a manager do I want to be I mean eventually I want to be a record executive mm-hmm. I'm already a music executive in a sense but really own that mm-hmm and so um, I got to start operating in that in that in that space to be able to do that. Uh, I still want to do live events, but if I do live events, it's gonna be people with with people that I genuinely enjoy, that I genuinely like, and that I already have a relationship with. Because mm-hmm. like, I owe it to those guys. Like I owe it to Royce and to the Joe Buttons, even though Joe does his own thing. Like to like if they ever call me I'll do I'll do it for them you know what I'm saying because they gave me a chance and yeah. I work with them when you know they didn't have to you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so uh, but yeah I mean those are the guys that I would want to work with pretty sure I mean I mean who would you guys want to see in forward that's really the question I think you know the answer well you're bringing one Kid Cudi. Kid three six <laughs> and Camillionaire too Kid Cudi when you brought three six I thought the second person was going to be Bone Thugs I was like oh he's going to bring Bone Thugs too uh, the, that's I, what I thought I, in here they're open that day I was going I was mm-hmm. going to book them and the thing about Bone uh, they had they had a a radius clause because they did Lava Katina I could probably still do that um I I, I I didn't want to do overkill like because I was like yeah. you know what but it, you're you're right on track yeah I thought it was gonna be them and then I was thinking okay if he does bring both of them I bet both of them would want to headline the show like well because it's fresh off of versus too yeah and I'm pretty sure both of them thought they won so like <laughs> what if they're gonna be fighting for the headline like no we want a headline I, no, we want a headline I think yeah. it's, I think I think three six just off of pure activity would have been the, and the what they mm-hmm. and what they charged it would be the headline yeah like, <laughs> uh, so it would be like <laughs> three six yeah it would be three six you what about that? you who would That's you say the artist that you, <laughs> who would be the artist that you want to see couldn't afford like you would pay your money to see him forward there we go man alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I was trying to eliminate the ones that yeah. Holograms. 
I mean, Kamehameha has always been, like, one of my favorite people, like, rappers, because, I mean, that's who I tried to sound like for, like, years. Yeah, we all did. I think but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, she, like, probably somebody from, like, East Coast. I mean, I like a rapper named Tone Deaf. I'd like to see, oh, like, him come out. There's a group called Bliss and Esso. They're based off of... Uh, out of Australia, they don't really come over here. Mm. Classified from Canada, like there's like a bunch of like underground, underground people, people that I would love to see in person, but yeah. they just never come, come out this, this way. Graves, Brother Ali, Brother Ali, I, I got a chance to work with Brother Ali. <laughs> I would say Fabulous and Jada Kiss are two of the artists that I've always dope. wanted to work with. I haven't had an opportunity to, but I, I forgot to mention the the chameleon thing. Speaking of which, like. Booking him was hard. Let me just get that out the way. That guy doesn't do shows, doesn't have to do shows, doesn't really yeah, want to do It was do very surprised when you talked about bringing Kamino. That yeah. was like very like, hmm. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen him perform or make music for, for so, a while. So you know, it's funny because after I leave here, I'm meeting up with some people because the last show I did before I quit the job that we mm-hmm. were at was Camillionaire. Mm-hmm. I did the show on September 11th of 2015 and then I came back to work that Monday mm-hmm. and they're like, you're out of here, bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a hell of a wild like, week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the cool thing about Camillionaire, he hasn't done a solo show since that show and so I was surprised he took the offer mm-hmm. because, he, you know, he's wealthy in what he does and, and from what I was told when he did the Houston Rodeo and I've shared the story, he, Paul Wall's manager, Goo, told me that Camilla was telling people at the rodeo that Fort Worth is going to be his last show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can't promote that because if I could promote that, I would already be promoting yeah, that. Yeah. But I would say historically, based off of his activity, it should pretty much tell you. It if is. this isn't his last, it's definitely one of the last. Mm-hmm. So if that's the promoter in me selling the event, I'm going to tell you guys, watch, you know, you should come to the show if all else because that might be the last time we get a chance to see him ever perform, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, I don't know what to expect. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think all those artists are great. And in terms of artists that I would want to manage, that I, like, I don't know. I don't know that I want to manage anybody that's established. I've had the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. uh, like, work with artists. I, I, I still find joy in developing and coaching. Yeah. Like, leadership is something that I genuinely enjoy. And I like taking artists from, like, like the early stages. And, and, and I, I told myself I would never work with another developmental talent. Mm-hmm ever again you know but you know i've I've had the opportunity to work with xb valentine between us obviously this is being published on the day that it's getting published on tuesday we're flying out to new york and we we're having a meeting with rock nation and so this is the first time that i've ever had the opportunity to have a, a label meeting you know uh you know i've worked 20 plus years to get into position to where i'm having a label meeting we had a conversation with them about a week ago and we're gonna be out there and you know you'll see us in about a week Posting photos in New York in the office in front of the label oh, side, yeah. like all the rappers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you know, yeah. and and so it's right now seeing her journey through is important to me, making sure that I position her. And you know, obviously, me being her manager, I have to really be the advocate and advocate for her. Uh, but you know, I guess if you had to put my feet to the fire and say, hey, is there an artist that you have to manage? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would probably be Drake. It really is. You first thing I tell him is don't drop that album. <laughs> yeah, right? Nah, you know, but I, I, when I say I like the developmental process, is like the artists that I work with. I mean, it's it's been it's a combination of being an A and R. It's a combination of being a mentor, being a coach, 
Uh, it's also the combination of still being able to stay close to the music because she allows me to be involved with the production and the post-production of her music. Like, she records herself. She writes her own stuff. I'm not involved with that at all. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll chime in every so often. I'll select beats. But, you know, she'll give me the liberty to come in and say, hey, here's this beat. You, you know, pair them up with this artist and let me do this. And it allows me to be a producer from that side. And, you know, it mm-hmm. keeps you close to the music. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and so I, I, I'm enjoying it. But yeah, dude, I mean, um, yeah, Drake would probably be the one that I would say, yeah, if I could. So, but. You can answer, though. I, I mean, I would, I'm just saying it would be him or Justin Bieber. But just because, you, you know, I want to know what uh, the, okay. I want to know what the mountaintop looks like. The fucking, like artist. Yeah. You don't want a rapper, just rapper. You want artist. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would. Overall, manage, I would manage Camila Cabello before I would mm-hmm. manage. 21 Savage, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. Or whoever, or little yeah. baby, or young baby, or dumb baby, or one of the babies. You know, I mean, you know, I, just because I want to see, I want to see, and also like, you know, um, artists on that level, creators on that level, they have so many layers to them, and some of them are difficult to deal with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know that I have the patience or the want to, to do that. Like, I mean, like it's learning people's patterns of behavior and mm-hmm. knowing what makes them tick and go and not go and dealing with people that, you know, could be dealing with bipolar disorder and some really like deep, deep underlying issues. Like, I don't know that I would want to do that. Yeah. Like when I hear the stories of like Summer Walker just shutting down her tour and saying like, I'm not doing this because she's having, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't that's want too that. much you know stress I mean? on you. Yeah. That's too much. It's like, cause you go, you, you got to control the controllable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So managing the situation is like, yo, I want to be able to manage and keep managing and, and keep, keep managing. Yeah, keep you working. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, like it's like, and you know what? I, I'll end with this. Like we think about all these people over the years. Like, man, why did they make it? Mm-hmm. And we always, we always look at skill as the only like defining measuring stick as to why yeah. it didn't happen. It's like, no, there's probably a good reason why. That's true. You know, like some of the actors that we see, like you hear of Hollywood being fucked up, and you know, oh man, there's some really like you know, homosexual activities going behind the scenes. And if you're not doing this for the director or doing, mm-hmm. fav- you know, sexual favorites, people, you're not favored in this industry. That's or you're why not- your movie's not getting done yet, Joe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you know, like... Listen to him, Joe. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, big actors that have come that you, you, you would see that, like, man, they had high expectations for those actors. One actor that comes to mind that I remember... Was Josh Hartnett? You remember when Josh oh, yeah. Hartnett? Like everybody was billing him as the next big heartthrob. Yeah. He was in Pearl Harbor. That was a really good word. I was gonna you say know? heartthrob too. Yeah. yeah, like they were like, oh, he's about to be the next, you know, Tom Cruise or whoever it was, and it just came and it went, and like we don't know what it what, what it yeah, was. Yeah, I don't to. know what the fuck. Uh, it, but, 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 we never sit to think like maybe it was him. Maybe he yeah. had an attitude issue. Maybe he didn't know how to balance it out. Maybe he became a drug addict. Maybe he became a sex addict. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know we don't know. I mean, you know, who knows, right? I mean, does he even act anymore? I don't think as much as he that's used to. That's what I was just I, trying to think of. I don't. I, I don't remember seeing him in anything. Yeah, that's a good one that you pick because I remember Josh Hartney was supposed to. We be didn't like pull up his IMDb here. I was pulling it up right now because he was supposed to be huge, bro. And like you're right, like. The last way I can remember him one was with Harrison Ford, and I forgot what the fuck the movie was called. Too. There was a few cats like that though that I, that come to mind that you know like damn there was like uh, Brendan Fraser was huge, and then Brendan Fraser Hollywood sh- well Hollywood shut him out though. Yeah, he's talked one. about that yeah. though. He's actually talked about that. Uh, I mean, is Channing Tatum still doing he's still, shit? Yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. Shit. he just yeah. Put out dropped a movie that movie with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, because Channing Tatum was like he's like one of the new the newer guys that came in that just like. You know, like Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah, he came in and he, Ryan Philippine. He had his Ryan Philippine for sure. Oh, yeah. That fool was. Fun. I thought he was gonna make it like as one of those. 
Oh, well, Juan, what was the last movie that Josh Hartnett was uh, what year? texting? Before, what's a recognizable movie like, <laughs> that, that you could tell what us? Was the Man? Yeah, what, was, what was the last that movie? Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah but, I, but they only marketed it on with Jason Statham. Was Stato. it on Netflix or what was it on? Uh, I think it, I was mean, it was the movies, no, to be no, honest. No way. <laughs> yeah. And he definitely wasn't like the lead actor. No, they marketed movie. it with just Jason Statham because I know the movie you're talking about, but yeah. I didn't know Josh Hartnett was on there. Yeah, I've heard that title. Yeah. But, but what was the last one? Like Halloween H2O? Damn. Fucking, uh, I don't not even. When was Lucky Number Eleven? Thirty Days of Night, two thousand seven. That was a good one. I remember that one. Oh, I'm a, you know, that I'm, one was good. Yeah. Vampire one. That one was fucking good. I've been because I watch a lot of like pro wrestling, man, and I've been in meetings with these guys, and, and you know, you'll see the internet community. They'll talk about like, man, this guy should be bigger, and then behind the scenes, you're around these guys, and like, man, that guy has a horrible attitude, and, <laughs> and so you start hearing them. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. There's a root to now this shit. Now you get why. So these actors. It might be associated to like what you know themselves. Yeah. Themselves, yeah. yeah. People just don't yeah. want to work with them. Get yeah, their right. ego up there. All of a sudden, they don't. They're we hard know to people work like with. that. I think we all know people like. Oh that, yeah, you know what I'm saying hundred like, percent. <laughs> hard to work with. Yeah. Uh, but all right, well, let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, that was a really, yeah. really good episode, man. Thank you for coming you, through, thank bro. You. For thank real, you. man. Thank you for not asking all the same ass things that we always talk about. Show <laughs> like. All right, you know. Now we wanted to change that. We yeah, definitely so different important shit like Backstreet Boys and Insync, Batman. I'll see y'all at the fucking Insync concert. <laughs> oh, Insync, that's the one I want you to bring. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's the show right there. Yeah. Yeah. I want right bring that versus. Insync. But no, it was it, it was awesome though having you all here and really you know talking to us deal about your shows and everything has been you know we've known each other for so long so it's great to catch back up on every single thing where we're where we're all are at now compared yeah. to where we are where we're 12 13 years ago yeah whenever man. it was man but thank you for for coming on uh you want to plug in your where people can follow you at where they can check you out yeah follow me on all social media platforms it's smooth vega one word um then obviously centralpopular.com you can look it up you know and you can buy tickets to the event august 6th but beyond that you know what i'm saying obviously just Keep up with everything I got going on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Premier Live TV. I got my talk show, Not the Beach Experience. Uh, we'll, we're always po- posting like interviews and different content. And so hopefully I'm able to interview some of those guys that come in town because I really like to have those conversations mm-hmm. as well. And that's something that I've become passionate about. I just don't produce as much. Yeah. And then uh, support the artist I'm working with, XB Valentine. She she has new music that she's releasing. Uh, she has a new single coming out on July 1st. I'm excited about it. You know, uh, hopefully, if the audience tunes in, they'll see the, the photo online. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll share it on our page. Well, on TikTok, oh, hey, so you guys will check it out right there. <laughs> you could, so you guys will check it out. Yeah, check she it out. ain't no snow, but no, she's not oh, snow. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, check her out. Uh, check out Smooth Vega, and then at the end of it, oh, and follow us, guys. Subscribe, please. Yeah. subscribe, like our videos. Uh, all that shit. Uh, and at the end of the show, uh, when we have a guest, you say thanks for the invite, and then we ended up with saying our last thing. So whenever you're ready, Vega. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, even though it's episode 576, <laughs> and there was like 100 people before me, I want to say thanks for the invite. And thanks for accepting our invitation.